0: Welcome to the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema Directors Interview Series. I'm your host, John Fallon, of the Indie Film NYC podcast, and I'm here today with my co-host, Craig.
1: Hi, I'm Craig Horsley, and we're broadcasting from a Tees Organic Coffee and Tea Cafe on Metropolitan Avenue in Kew Gardens. And we have uh, David...
2: I'm David McElfresh. I'm the writer-producer of A Lotus Till Reckoning. Hello.
0: Great. How are you doing today, David? I'm good. Thank you. Well, we're really excited that you could be part of our uh, inaugural year of the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the film that you have here.
2: Uh, It was my first film. I wrote it twice. I wrote it once when I was 20 and again when I was 29, 30 years old. Um, which was an inter- interesting concept, uh, writing it very young and then rewriting it as a more um, you know, well-rounded writer. Uh, and it was written particularly for one room and um, a small cast, just so I could afford it. Turned into one house rather than one room, but all the same. And uh, yeah, it's a very contained, small theatrical film. Um, do you want more details as in, sure. like, what is it about? <laughs> um, ultimately, it's about three... Uh, three married couples at different uh, stages in their lives one very young and naive uh, the other is a bit older and it's very obvious that their relationship is worn out and it's probably going to end soon and then there's the host um, couple and they are a little bit of both you can tell they love each other but they're having a hard time and uh, ultimately it's about lies and liars um, and suppressing and um, not talking about secrets and relationships.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think <coughs> one of the things that's interesting about this film is that you're right. So a lot of people are kind of being deceptive towards each other. You know, they've got all their secrets, but at the same time, there's never a bad guy. There's not. Yeah, you know, mm. I mean, they're just true people that have. Yeah, some sometimes we 're all jerks, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah, uh, so I mean these characters are really interesting. Where was your inspiration for these couples, especially you said you wrote it at twenty, uh-huh. and then how did that evolve and, and
2: um I think the the host cu- uh, couple didn 't change much mm-hmm. I was really i really i I think I probably saw myself in that relationship role on both sides the most, um, and that didn 't change over those ten years as we changed very little as people. Um, and the other, I just wanted to make sure that there was a large dynamic difference between the host couple and the other couples. And the easiest thing to do is just create extremes. And that was, that just fell naturally as a very naive young couple. And then the extreme of that, which is, uh, just an angry, upset, um, couple that likes to yell at each other all the time.
0: So is that how it evolved did you add the other couples later or No they were always there.
2: There was a bit of a difference. There was it started with a dinner party at 20 and then there was a phone call from the father who was coming to town and uh he claimed that the mother just died and gave the lead uh, the host of the party um, he hasn't seen his father in 20 years, and there was a reason. What to see? And I threw all that out and just wrote the dinner party instead, Story. which I thought was a lot more unique and or interesting. Although the one small thing that did there is a moment in the end of the f- towards the end of the film where um, there was a big secret revealed about um, Gabe's little sister and why he didn't talk to his parents. Uh, that shelby her uh, his uh, wife reveals to the rest of the gang, mm-hmm. um, and that came that was part of the original storyline
1: <coughs> was the uh, reason why it took so long financing or or what took so long to go from twenty to twenty nine
2: i just I just stopped making i i I went to school to make films I wrote that in film school, and um, ultimately, I just graduated and didn't i walked away from making films mm-hmm. um, so it took a while to realize that hey i 'm not going to be happy unless I make movies. Um, that was
1: that absence of time did you, did you finance this through crowdsourcing or I
2: did actually, yeah, I think I used um, I raised about excuse me I raised about twenty six thousand dollars, I think, and that 's all we made it for. That okay. just went to uh, food and paying everybody a hundred dollars a day okay. um, and we're in a house rental that we Airbnb. would and Shotted.
1: that's how, that's a, a, a new development over the last ten years, where we didn't have crowdsourcing back yeah, when we first started yeah, this film. Yeah, and
2: I don't know if if it's caught on or not, and and if it's harder or easier. I think I did it right at the beginning of the Kickstarter craze, and it seemed like. When you see something like that on Facebook or something, um, ten years ago they were like, "Oh, this is cool. I'll help out." Right. And ten years later, people see it on Facebook and they're like, "Ugh, again." Another one. Um, so I don't know if it's as easy now as it once was, um, and I haven't tried since then. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't well, know. I
0: think you have to put a lot of more, a lot more work into it. These mm-hmm. things. I mean, it's still possible to do it, but it's just the problem is like anything. There's just uh, too much of a glut of yep. uh, you know every a lot. Because of you know the ease of making films and all that, you know, it's just a lot more opportunities to make films. Right, makes and sense. And then uh, there's more more people needing to raise money. So right, uh, <laughs> everybody's got their hand out. It
2: seems. I, I'm s- I'm a little scared and and um, timid uh, when it comes to doing it again. I yeah. I think I, I I did it once. I uh, exhausted that source, and I don't know. Uh, maybe I shouldn't feel this way, but I feel bad about harassing people for money again.
1: All right. Sure. <laughs> can understand that. Now th- this was your first film or and uh my first feature, yeah. And so you had some family members involved with the uh Yeah, the it guests? was a
2: family affair just like my second feature. Um it, it has my brother, my sister and my brother-in-law in it.
1: How is that to be uh directing and writing for your own family?
2: U- <laughs> usually usually a good thing. <laughs> um I mean, you know, we all take our craft very seriously, um, them as actors and me as a writer and director. So they respect the words on the page, um, first and foremost, and they trust me when I give the direction. Um, They're so, all three of them are so very talented that I I gave very little direction, to be honest. Um, Just kind of read it and wrote it and gave it to them and and let them run with it. And only a few times you can sit in a scene and... um, you know see it taking the wrong turn and that's when you step in and it only happened once or twice so right.
0: so one of the big kind of uh gems of of this film particularly is uh you were able to get campbell scott to kind of join mm-hmm. in uh you know it's a small role but it, it's a it's a, a, a yeah it's role. kind of a juicy role yeah. to some
2: degree it's a little dark and disturbing right. to some degree
0: so tell us a little bit about how that came to be and and what it was like working with him
2: Um, I intentionally wrote it for him Um, we were stuck in a house for an hour and a half with uh, uh, six characters and I felt like as an audience member we needed a little bit of a release and we needed to get out of the house and so I just uh, was. uh, Campbell had already um, kind of told me that he wasn't up for any of the there was only one role he would have really fit well Mm -hmm. of the couples in the house and he already kind of told me that he wasn't i um, going to participate. So I was like, well, I will write another one and <laughs> see if I can I hook you on this. So uh, so I did uh, write this next-door neighbor character who's overly religious and lonely, and his wife had died years ago, and he really hadn't let go of um, that or moved on. Um, uh, and he's, he's kind of a sad character to some degree, but uh, I think he's the only... He represents the only... Um, Sanity in the entire film, um, the only sober person in the entire film, and I think it's necessary to some degree. And so I, I kind of just intentionally wrote it for a release for the audience and for Campbell in particular. And uh, I just got lucky; said yes.
0: And did you, you already had a relationship with him? Yeah,
2: he's married to—he's my brother-in-law. He's married to Kathleen McAlfresh, my sister, who's the lead, um, the hostess, wife of the uh, party. Oh,
0: that's great. That's, yeah. Uh, Good connection, then. Uh. Yeah, it's not bad. If yeah, I can yeah.
2: only get him to uh, star in my next feature, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see. And so, what are you working
0: on for for next?
2: Um, it's a it's a sports slapstick comedy um, called Floaters, and it's uh, about uh, two storylines. One being a uh, disc golf tournament, um, and it's about the setup at a park of that. And at the same time, there's a mayor who's running for Congress, and they're setting up a uh, big festival in the same park, and it's a clash of, of two different dynamics of people, and um, you know, lots of ridiculousness ensues.
0: So you're stepping a little bit away from the uh, the dark, heavy drama. Yeah, no relationship more relationship dramas for your first <laughs> from your first two <laughs> films.
2: I've done two in a row, and that's enough of the dark. Yeah. I I find both of them funny to some degree, but I think my, my sense of humor is a little too dark for people. They don't yeah. quite see the humor that I see in them. <laughs> so yeah, we're going slapstick where I can't make it serious at all.
0: Right. So tell <clears> us a little bit. What's your uh, you, so you're a Queens native? I am. And uh, so, what about this festival? It excites you?
2: Um, well, it took me 15 minutes to get here. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, I've lived in Queens my whole New York stay. I'm I, from Florida and moved to LA for a while and I've lived here in New York for nine years and it's been Queens for nine years so I, I feel like I am, um, I've am. i been adopted by uh, the Queens community and uh, it's great. You know, I lived most of those years in Sunnyside which is an awesome place and then I've lived in... Um, astoria now for three years
0: and were you familiar with kew gardens uh before
2: i had a friend who actually lived here for quite a few years and i had uh, been over here to visit a few times it's a great small community i love like the main street it still has a little bit of the um village feel on some streets that uh a lot of towns up north just north of the city have and i i just love that feel
0: right yeah Yeah, and, uh, you know, the venue for the uh, Kew Garden Cinemas is, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, but it's the only working art house theater in all of Queens. I didn't know that, uh, but
2: um, I just went in there, and it's a freaking awesome theater for sure. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it's It's
1: really cool. It's an old old vaudeville house, too. Yeah, oh, that's so
0: great. (laughs) Amazing. A lot of history there.
1: Yeah. So your your sh- your film is showing uh, tonight. It's
2: showing tonight at 6:15. six yep. fifteen.
0: 6.15. all right. And uh, who's uh, who, who'd you rope in to bring from cast and crew? Um, well, crew is yourself. right? Crew is myself. <laughs> there
2: wasn't much crew. Um,
0: we had makeup artist
2: <laughs> um, and a sound guy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, my younger brother is going to be here, who played the more naive uh, couple and a producer is going to be here, executive producer, um, who gave a part a large sum of the 26,000 that we made the film for. So uh, it'll be the three of us. Uh, I tried to write wrote my sister and Campbell, but they just had a baby and they're up in Connecticut, so okay. sadly they will not be here. Well,
0: well, I'm sure it's gonna be a great screening. Everywhere. Anyways, I know people are gonna really love this film. I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't know. You told me your process. we spoke before, you know, on, on my podcast, and and you told me your process for filmmaking, and mm-hmm. you know the way that you basically you light it, you shoot it, you do the, pretty much most of the sound yourself. Yeah, you know, uh, which is amazing how you keep it small and intimate. You mm-hmm. know, I think it, which is needed for the, the.
2: Yeah, it's easy to do when you have a small cast in, in a small amount of locations, and when you know, I mean, is we went to school to or. The, most filmmakers went to film school for to learn it all and it's a shame if you know not to exercise everything you've learned and you know I I know if you know how to light and how to work a camera and how to turn on a mic and check levels um, why not do it all yourself
0: sure yeah so I I think (coughs) that uh, you know people are going to really feel like I think that comes through in your films is is that you know that intimacy that's awesome thank you So I'm just really Really happy for you that you're going to be able to show this. And, and, yeah, and I'm uh, thrilled.
2: I'm really pumped. I'm happy right. to be here. Great. <laughs> right.
1: Terrific. All right.
0: Well, thank you for being part of the inaugural year of the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema. And I uh, can't wait to see everybody's reaction to your film. All right. Thank
1: okay. you. See you, you tonight. Right. Thanks. Thank
0: you.